Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is powered by OK Studios. I'm Jay Brat, a VR YouTuber, streamer, and your host for tonight's podcast. I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who is fascinated by game design and VR. And tonight we're going to be officially introducing, we've had her as a guest before, but now as our newest host, Kaylee. Kaylee, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Kaylee Eliza. I'm a VR artist and musician. And yeah, I'm really happy to be hosting from now on. <laughs> we're happy you're um, here. Our podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities, followed by some of the latest and greatest VR news. And then we discuss the games we've played recently and discuss VR concepts from there. If you haven't had a chance to see our YouTube channel, we're all sitting here in VR, interacting as if we're really together in one room, which is one of the best things about VR. So check out our YouTube channel if you want to see us and our lovely virtual faces. But speaking of lovely virtual faces, Jay... Let's head into the news today, but can you introduce our sponsor for today? Let's talk about our sponsor, OKVR Esports Team. They are known from the Omni Arena. If you don't know Omnis, that's the virtual reality treadmills. You've seen them in Ready Player One. They actually play games on that, and they win real money. They've been doing this in the Omni Arena for a while. Now they're jumping into the VR Master League. Go check them out. See what they're all about. They're awesome. Fantastic. So we're going to kick off the news today with some really interesting news. One of the biggest VR shooters, including in VR Master League, is Onward. Onward is known for its really tense, low-paced action uh, in the multiplayer scene. But it sounds like that they have some other plans coming in down the pipeline. They have recently acquired Battlefront 2's story writer of the Battlefront 2 campaign, and this could hint at a narrative focused Onward 2. We know it's coming. Good old Zuck left the slip that an Onward 2 is in the pipeline. But getting a main story could be really big deal for a shooter that so far has been focused primarily on multiplayer. Now, Jay, I know that you've played maybe not a ton Onward, but you've played with it. How would you feel about a story-based mode? Would that make you any more interested in playing this game? Well, I guess the question is, does that mean single player or are we still talking multiplayer? I, I, I don't think any news has come out about that, but what would you guess? Do you think that's a single player is what they're saying? Ooh, I'm thinking it's probably a single player experience. Well, that would actually get me really into playing it, I think. Onward, it's a great game, but it's just too serious for me. It's like you're really life and death, military style shooting you get sniped out of nowhere and you're just dead and it's over. It's it's too intense. It's too real for me. But if there was like a story mode that had, you know, you going through missions and learning what's going on in this war or something, I think that'd be a lot more interesting. So I also think it would also be probably a little more forgiving. Story modes tend to, to not be so bad in games where a sniper picks you off and you're just gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be interesting. And I also just think it's funny. I mean, what VR game studio is uh, Facebook not going to buy right now? Like, I feel like they're just gobbling up as many as they can. So if it starts turning out good games, I'm okay with it. Uh, I just want to see something come from it that's good. Now, Kaylee, have you had a chance to play Onward yet? No, I haven't. But um, I've always kind of liked those sort of, like, shooter games uh coming from like a call like an intense call of duty background <laughs> and <laughs> so when i first went into vr i was like looking for those sort of games but i think i agree with you Jay. i think i'd i'd quite like a story mode just because sometimes i don't want to be playing with other people sometimes i just fancy being in my own sort of zone and not having 
like the actual interactions but sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it so I think that offers like a nice like opportunity to have that time like just having a bit of an adventure and that seriousness is kind of taken away if there's not like loads of other people yeah, yeah really so so having a story mode would would make you more interested in this game it would for me personally yeah Ooh, you see, this this is a really big thing because I feel like all of the shooters nowadays, besides the uh, the Medal of Honor, which we don't talk about, um, they're really multiplayer focused and they don't have a whole lot of story. And that's what developers have uh-huh. been focusing on. But it's really nice to see that they're branching out into more of these narrative focused games as as well as solid multiplayer. That's really nice to see. It adds a lot to it. It starts to develop some lore around it. And, like, one of my favorite VR shooters of all time is still Farpoint, which was largely a single-player story-driven experience, but then they added some multiplayer elements after, which were really awesome because the game had great mechanics and great shooting, great guns. It was a lot of fun, but that story is what draws me in first, and that's what gets me to go try multiplayer with other people and stuff. I don't tend to get attracted to games that are just a multiplayer shooter like i want to have some background i want to i want to get to know this thing yeah. before i before i get too into it you know it's, I'm, I'm weird i guess i'm the same <laughs> i'm i'm exactly the same as that actually yeah <laughs> that's really funny because to me it's like yeah i need i know i need to shoot the other guy i don't need to know the motivation behind why i want to shoot him right <laughs> I don't need to know that he's, you know, stepping all over my anthill in southern Arizona, and that's why I'm shooting him. No, it's like, it's a shooter. You're supposed to wipe out the enemy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It just gets redundant to me, I guess, if that's all you're doing over and over again. Like, like give me something a little more. But but I'm not, I haven't traditionally been into a lot of those games that don't have a story. So <clears throat> this, this might change me on Onward. I don't know. I hope that they also make some lobbies that are like, you know, maybe they make an arcade versus intense play or something option in multiplayer because i would like a little bit more of a a little more forgiveness i think when i play it because it's just so intense now again this is all a lot of speculation on our part there's no official news on onward 2 we're just picking up hints and pieces here and there and trying to put them together um but when more news comes out of it we'll be here first to to tell you all about it jay what else has been going on this week Well, on the subject of Facebook, we've been kind of covering this story for the past few weeks. So for those of you who have missed an episode or a couple of last episodes, basically Facebook announced, hey, we're going to start putting ads in VR games. uh, And it's going to be games even that you paid for, but they're going to be non-obtrusive. It's going to be like banners, stuff like that. Uh, A week later on our next podcast, we talk about the first and only game dev who was supposed to do it pulled out already due to all the backlash. The developer of a new game, Blastom, they said, nope, too many people were too angry and upset. This week, the update to this story is now even Andrew Bosworth, the VP of Facebook Reality Labs, has confirmed. He said that the communication of this whole ad program was poor and the backlash was way higher than they expected. In an Ask Me Anything, he said, yeah, this kind of blew up a week or two ago and it surprised me and it's our fault. He said that they're here for the developers. He was really doing these ads because it was for the developers. So if they don't want it, they don't have to do it. And he basically said he didn't have a strong opinion about how the ads were implemented, but that they were going to be effective for the developers and for the advertisers and for the consumers. But he acknowledged this is early. The backlash was too much. And they're they're kind of pumping the brakes at Facebook, too. They aren't saying that they aren't going to do it, but they're basically just leaving it up to developers. They're basically saying, hey, we're not going to be the bad guy here is kind of what it seems like. Uh what, what do you guys think about this? I feel like we've been talking about this story for weeks and it just keeps showing how much people don't want this. 
And in fact, Kaylee, I think you were there when we first announced this story about ads being brought to Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fair and I like my response to that is sort of like fair enough, but. I mean, they can't have been that surprised about the backlash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty, like, standard for people. There's not, like, a lot of people that are pro-ads everywhere. So, I don't know. I think it's probably, a, the, like, the best stance they could have took was sort of, like, well, I'll leave it up to the devs because then you kind of, like, well, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've washed my hands of this. Yeah, I feel I'll just stay out of that, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Adam, you weren't you weren't as against it as a lot of people have been online either. What do you think about them kind of backing out even further? They're just trying to save face at this point. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, let's bring ads to this. And then, oh, shoot, it turns out people really don't like ads. And so they're just trying to separate themselves from this idea as much as possible. And so this is just the next step of saying, hey, yeah, it's like. You guys reacted badly to ads, but maybe it's because we could have explained it better. But you guys, it's your fault. Yeah. That, that's sort of the <laughs> the idea that I'm getting from this. And so, I mean, it's it's real hard for me to feel sorry for Facebook after all this. I got to say, like ads maybe <laughs> aren't the worst thing in the world, but seeing them do this, it's, I don't know. They don't get a whole lot of sympathy from me at this time. Yeah, I think with all the hate that they get generally anyway, I think that's the best thing that they could have done because they're already not very popular and uh, I don't think I think that the response is because they don't want to make it any worse I mean even if you go you, like if you just on any of Oculus's social media it it's just ridden with really negative comments and imagine like they they obviously it's a massive PR problem and I don't think they would want any more of that so yeah I think they're trying to trying to diffuse that quickly <laughs> Yeah, all negative publicity. And it's even funny because in this in this interview, it was definitely kind of trying to, I don't know if blame is the right word, but they were even kind of saying like, oh, we didn't think this would happen because, I mean, you buy an iPhone and it has ads on it. I mean, how is that different from you buying a VR headset and getting ads on there? Kind of like trying to justify the decision making. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm glad that they that they actually are responding to this backlash like this because I didn't think they would. I thought they'd just keep powering forward. Uh, but I don't know that I don't know that anything Facebook can do in the public's eyes now will regain trust or make people like them. I feel like Facebook is just that that person that it's cool to hate now, and they're just kind of in that position <laughs> from now yeah. on. Yeah, and one of the problems I think is going to happen is that they were trying to be like pretty open about bringing ads, and I thought that they were being decent at communicating how the ads would work. And now my yeah. concern is that when they roll out the ads next time. They're just not going to tell anyone about it. They're, there's not going to be any sort of PR release. You're just going to start seeing games with ads on billboards. Um, and that's sort of my concern is what's going to happen next because they don't want this big media backlash. And so they're just not going to tell the media. It's just going to start happening. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how they'll do it. They'll just sneak it in. Yeah. And you'll just you'll just think it's like, oh, this is just a normal thing to see this Coke vending machine over here. I could not realize, oh, wait a second. <laughs> this is advertisement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. If if you're out there and you want to, oh gosh, my fa my headset freaked out for a second. If you're out there and you have thoughts on this, we'd love to hear them in the comments. Obviously, we're gonna keep covering the story as it develops further and further. Uh, Adam, we're, we've been talking about Facebook, of course, but what other companies are hiring people from the VR community and trying to make a difference? 
There is one interesting player, and they've sort of been flirting on the edges of VR for now well, for for a while, and now it seems like that they're really jumping into it. Microsoft and specifically Halo uh, three four three Industries has just hired one of the biggest VR modders that exists out there in the community. This is the VR modder that brought the original Halo into VR. They brought Alien Isolation into VR, and now. They have been hired by Microsoft 343 Industries, presumably to make the next Halo game into a VR experience. And this could be really big news that a really large player like Microsoft is starting to get into the VR game. What do you guys think? Is there any specific Microsoft games that you'd love to see in VR? I I would personally love to see Halo. I think Halo is a shooter that I wasn't super into, but I loved it because of the elements of the multiplayer with friends. Again, that was local co-op, so I mean, I don't know how that'll translate into VR. Uh, I Part of me wondered, because Microsoft's been so kind of on the edges and never doing anything, I kind of wondered, I was like, is there any chance they hired this guy to get him just to stop making mods for their games? <laughs> is there any way that was their motive here? Uh I would love to see, I mean, it would bring so many people into VR if some of these big Microsoft games got brought in. So yeah, I want this to happen, but I feel like I've been waiting on Microsoft for six years now to make a move. And every time it seems like they're about to, something just stops them. So I hope that, I hope I'm wrong. Kaylee, what, did you play Halo back in the day? What do you think? I did when I was a teenager yeah, at school. I played it a lot. I played it with my brother, actually. Um, It was, nice. I don't know, it was our little, like, yeah a little time <laughs> i shouldn't be like yeah i did i did get pretty into it we i, I like playing the is it forge where you like yeah yeah where you get to like build things and put things together and stuff we would we i would be so creative in there um uh... it's like a minecraft type opportunity for me i don't know i um but yeah i really liked all the campaigns and like just the i like how far they go with the story i've always i've always kind of like liked Halo actually but i feel like this would bring me back into playing it again as well because you just kind of sometimes as well when because I don't have loads of time for playing <laughs> games like constantly um like sometimes I'll forget how like into it I was and how like committed and invested I was with like especially like things like Halo and um <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this would get me back into it um so I think it's good news for me I like it you know th- this is exactly what we were talking about with with the onward story honestly is because Halo is one of those games that is so rich in story uh-huh. and setting mm. and seeing that brought into <clears throat> VR could be I mean next level as opposed yeah. to all of these uh, may I say pretty generic military shooters <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's true <laughs> I mean even the other ones that have come out Alvo and stuff like they they're not bad games they're they're cool and they're great for what they are but i i just want more you know i want to be more involved in a game i play than just jump in shoot some people and get out like it's just too simple for my oh that's that's a bad word (laughs) (laughs) hey i said it i'm gonna go with it it's too simple uh, as far as storyline and lore for what i want in a game but it it has its place in the game world obviously these things are huge so i would love to see halo Uh, and oh alien isolation i don't know vr horror Kind of freaks me out. I still haven't tried to get Alien Isolation in VR, but I would love to see a proper Alien game. Maybe that's a little less scary uh, in VR. 
Isn't that the point of alien games, though, is that you're supposed to be scared? Like, so if, you were, if you I were think, running and tense. gunning in an alien I game, think tense like... is the right word. Like, I, the problem with isolation is that you can't kill the thing. Like, I always feel better in horror games if I can at least kill the things I'm fighting. But yeah, you take a game like... <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you take a game like Outlast, where you're just running from people and hiding. That's a terrifying game. When you have a, an ability to fight back a little bit, it makes it a little less scary. Are you a fan of horror games, Kaylee? Um, oh, I don't know if fan's the right word. I like to <laughs> I like to experience and test them out. Um, but yeah, I think um I'm just one of these people that I get so easily immersed in VR. Like, even though you would think I would be so like like the opposite way around, because I'd be so used to it, it's almost like it I don't get easily immersed. It's it's just the opposite. I don't I just really take it all in. I like will fully believe everything. So for some reason, especially so in a horror game. I just, it's more that my reactions are just too intense. I'm just screaming. Um, <laughs> I need to show you guys actually um, my reaction to playing, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Something the manor. What's it called? Uh, affected the horror experience. Affected, the manor. Yes. That, well, affected that was, the manor. Yeah. That is intense. And I think because it's done so well, I really like the room when you first, like the menu room is really uh -huh. nice. Um, and I really like that whole aesthetic. Like that's kind of like my dream, like place to live. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, when I was in there, I was like, oh, this is nice. And then when you go through the door and you're like, oh, this is really isn't nice. Um, but yeah, I was just screaming at that. So I'm one of these people that I will 100% try it out. But I wouldn't say I'm a fan just because if you saw my reaction, you'd be like, yeah, you're not a fan. Because <laughs> uh, I'm just, I dropped to the floor as well. Like I just can't. Take... It's so funny because I won't take my headset off because I fully think i'm there and it's real so i just cover my, <laughs> my face with my hands yeah just but... fetal position there yeah, <laughs> in the middle of your floor <laughs> yeah well, you, you can't in vr you try to cover your eyes but it doesn't really yeah, work yeah you have to cause... just like <laughs> like crush your eyes together <laughs> and just, but yeah i just everyone's like take the headset off and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i can i can exit this reality i just really forget but i do like trying them out there's a bit of an entertainment so like especially i think horror games are really good with like other people like even though obviously sometimes like it helps obviously when they can see what you're seeing but sometimes it's just funny just seeing people's reactions i think it's quite inclusive in that way because mm -hmm. you're just so like entertained by the person in vr who's experiencing that even if you can't see what they're seeing um so i do like them i'll i'll yeah i'd support any horror games to be honest but yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a brave person when it comes to VR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I get too enveloped, and I actually do this thing every Halloween season the 13 games of Halloween, where I'll try and play 13 different horror games. And it leaves me so shell shocked by the end of the month oh. that I can't like touch another horror game for the oh, rest no. of the year. Yeah, uh, I really struggle with 13. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of games, let's let's kind of talk about the games we got into this last week. And the first one, we're already sitting here. We're already here. We're in Rec Room. We just want to tell all of you out there, if you're recording a podcast in Rec Room, if you're hanging out in fr with friends in Rec Room and you didn't know, they just did an update. <clears throat> it's, it's kind of a little thing, but it makes a big difference to us. We're not pulling any podcast magic here and floating above our seats right now. We're not having to stay perfectly in place. They actually made a seat update. So the chairs in rec room finally work. You aim at it, you click and you go into the seat. You're in the right perspective. You feel like you're the right height. And I got to say, this is a pretty big deal, Adam. I know it seems small, but I feel like this is so nice. I mean, for someone like us who is in this program frequently trying to make things look just right, this seating position where all of these seats now have just the sitting option is a really 
big deal. <laughs> and it's really cool. It, this is only your like second time in here, Kaylee, but what do you think? Does this feel any different than last time? Well, we're in a different room, I suppose, completely. So <laughs> I'm seeing uh, a lot more to it. I remember being in Rec Room ages ago, like when I first like got, when Tiltwish first sent me the Rift. And um, I remember, I definitely think I can see the development. It's had definitely happened from all those years ago. But um, but yeah, I think this is, I really like this setting. <laughs> it feels <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah, and I know we don't want to get too deep into this, but it's really nice seeing the developer continuously update these games instead of publishing it and then just letting it be. It's really nice to see the consistent added love for updates with us. Like even the little things where you can sit in chairs now. It may be a little thing for a lot of people, but for some of us, it is a world of difference. And it really goes to show that the care that these developers are putting into some of these games. Yeah, and in yeah. the world of updates, we actually played a new update, Adam. Do you want to tell our listeners about what we tried out this last week? I would love to. So we were able to try out a brand new contractors update. Now, this update is a really big deal. Um, we were able to, they, they added a whole, they already had a co-op element where you could work with some of your buddies to like go into the city and hunt down these boss enemies. But that now they have a survival mode. And let me tell you, this was a way bigger update than what I was expecting. With fully fleshed out tech trees and weapon progression and increasingly hard waves of enemies. Um, I don't know how if there even is an end to the wave of enemies. We got pretty far and they just kept coming stronger. But it was a really well fleshed out, really good update. I was able to get pretty far through it with Jay. Jay, what was your experience with it? Did you, did you have as much fun as I did? I, I had a good time. For those of you, if you haven't listened to some of our previous episodes and you don't know what Contractors is, basically it's a military sim shooter. Uh, it's probably as far as the shooter realm is onward, we talked about earlier, is like the most realistic. I would say Contractors is kind of next in line, and then Pavlov is the most arcadey, unrealistic of them. Contractors was already fun. We played it before together. Uh, You go in and you're killing your friends, you're hitting them with crowbars, you're shooting them. But now this changes it because it's no longer this like, oh, I'm going to compete with my friends and I'm going to try and beat them. Now it's like you're fighting to work together. You're watching each other's backs. You're reviving each other. And it is hard, though. Uh, the survival, I'm, I'm not amazing at contractors, but I'm decent. And the survival, you feel like you're under such intense pressure the whole time that every time you get through a wave and you have to like run and buy guns or run and buy ammo, it's like you're constantly feeling the heat. And I think that's a really good thing because I think that's how survival should feel. It shouldn't be like, oh, this is too easy. We've survived 200 waves and I'm bored. Like every wave felt like we were fighting to get to the next one. And that made it a really cool experience where I, I went from the beginning of this kind of not really caring much about how Adam is or who he is or anything to like <laughs> feeling like we were real intense friends that bonded through combat together. And now Adam and I are besties. So forged <laughs> through the fires of battle. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything about this update was so well crafted. And the more I think about it, the more I can see it. This update in and of itself, this survival wave shooter could have been its own game. And the fact that it was a completely free update to an already uh, really solid game that's worth the money is unbelievable. But just just the little things, I know that I like to talk about these this game design in VR, but they give you barely any time in between waves where you have these separate locations. You have a separate place to upgrade your character and you have then you have a separate place to restock and get new 
weapons and you have just enough time to go to one of them in between rounds. And I think that's intentional. It really just heightens the suspense between each and every round. It's, I loved it. It's honestly, this update alone is one of my favorite games I've ever played in VR. And that's, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty good standard to me. Wow. I'm yeah. sold. <laughs> are you, are you going to get contractors and try this with us, Kaylee? I know yeah, you've played some definitely. Pavlov before. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, very briefly. I did, um, I could, I could feel myself getting into it. I could definitely, I think it's just one of those where I needed a bit more time, probably picking up the motions and everything, getting used to that, like the instinctive part of it of like, you know, it's just, um, like muscle memory, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, maybe we should I do, work I on streaming like it. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely set up a time, and we'll all get in together and fail together. <laughs> uh, I would love to have you there, Kaylee, because it's so fun, especially when you bring new people in to like show them the world of contractors. And I, I still am of the mindset that it's better than Pavlov. Pavlov is just way more popular. Uh, I'm yeah. hoping that this update can turn the tide a little bit if enough people hear about it. So we should definitely be playing it and helping show this off people because it it's free. It's a free update. And it's like Adam said, it's like a whole new game in this separate update. Like you now have, you buy punk contractors and you now get three different games. It feels like, cause you got your normal multiplayer, you got the boss hunt, you got the survival. It's, it's awesome. I, I did enjoy it and I want to play it some more. I just kept feeling like the weak link when it was me and Adam playing. So we need to get some other people in that'll make me feel like I know what I'm doing. Okay, hold on, Jay. One, one second. So your solution to feel better about playing the game is just to find someone worse than you? Oh, yeah. It's never get better. That's never my solution to a game. It's to get in with some other people that I'm better than, and then I feel fine. It's kind of like when we played Zombies uh, that one time. All of a sudden, I was ranking number two instead of last because we had more people. So that made me feel better. I don't care if I'm number one. As long as I'm in the top, you know, top quadrant, that's fine with me. You know, it's just like the advice for running away from a bear here in the States, right? You don't have to outrun a bear. You just have to outrun the person next to you. (laughs) (laughs) True. Kaylee, you played, I I saw this on your Instagram. I was actually looking through some of your awesome art, and I saw that the developers of O-Shape, like, sent you a little care package or something. You want to tell us about that and tell, in case our listeners don't know what O-Shape, what it is, who they are, why they sent this to you, and just give us a brief overview. Um, so... O-Shape, I think basically um, I had been playing, I went through a little Beat Saber phase and um, I used to, not anymore, upload like clips of me um, sort of, I'd be very energetically dancing, not really taking it that seriously, you know, just having fun and stuff. So I think um, just because I was posting a lot of videos of like me enjoying Beat Saber, I, I think O-Shape got in touch with me and we just like reached out to me and was like, oh, if you like, like you look like you're having a good time. You should try out O Shape, and I think they gave me, I think they let me try out like a beta. I think I can't remember at the time. It's so long ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, like yeah, I immediately went in, not even like knowing what to expect. Obviously, saw 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 the whole like like hole in the wall esque like thing. So when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this seems really fun. Um, but I just I was already quite dehydrated before I went in, oh. and. Um, <clears throat> When I first tried it out, I was just didn't realize how much I was squatting. But basically, the point of the game is that the you have these moving walls that come towards you, and there'll be the shape, uh, generic shape of a human body, but you like re- with its arms or legs in a certain shape that you have to 
mimic and then fit through the hole <laughs> of the wall in that shape um you have to be rather accurate is what i noticed um because i was doing so badly when i first tried it and i was thinking i am making that shape i'm sure i am and but like luckily it shows you like a shadow of what your body's doing against the wall <laughs> so that does help but it's definitely it's so fun um but i definitely would recommend drinking water before and probably during and part of the um the swag that they sent me was actually like a camel pack you know the um, oh oh, that's amazing yeah so like they actually said yeah next time maybe you should drink during because i was squatting so much and um afterwards like my legs were just burning it's it's so good for like fitness um and although i didn't i didn't really see it them really advertising themselves as such as more of a fitness game at the time um i think now everyone's realized like how much it takes out of you but um yeah. it is very fun and i like how groovy the music is as well like <laughs> i just found it like i think it's 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 so yeah it's really fun and my, my boyfriend enjoyed it too so yeah i think it's a great way to keep fit definitely it gives you um sort of the like the leg fitness that beat saber doesn't really give you unless you're dancing so um yeah i definitely recommend it for that it's it's there's a game show and I can never think of the name of it, but you see this game show on TV where people are trying to make these shapes as these walls, the cutouts are coming at them. And it's kind of like that in game. But and you think that, oh, you think it's fun because it's like the game show. You don't realize when you're getting in, you're going to get a workout playing O'Shea. Yeah. It's it is intense. It's fun. Nat and I have both played it and we had a great time with it. It's it's it doesn't have the staying power, I thought that Beat Saber or Supernatural or some of the other type of fitness apps. Like it's something that I've only played a little bit and then kind of left. I don't know what they could do to help fix that for me personally. I think think that was the soundtrack for me. I think Mm. at the start you're like, oh, this is fine. But I suppose Beat Saber you're playing kind of like, I don't know, more, they're like more heavily produced songs and they sound, it is a bit different. I think when you're, especially if you like, start downloading music packs and then there's more of an incentive to be in beats everyone you're playing to a song that you already know and like know the beats and stuff so i think part of it for me was that was just like like i have less of a drive to go in like i always find myself going into beat saber like a few times a week just for a bit of like i just really enjoy like especially like once you get better and better it kind of feels like more rewarding uh-huh. Um, oh. I've noticed. I don't know why. Um, I think it's the leaderboard situation. For some reason, I've like, I seem more bothered about being better at Beat Saber than O'Shea. I see O'Shea more as a fitness thing rather than <laughs> having to keep going in. Like, whereas Beat Saber, I'll get really like, oh, um, somebody I'm connected to on Oculus has like beat me, so I'll try and beat them, and then I get that feeling. Whereas I don't get that with O'Shea. Like, <laughs> yep. Well, and with Beat Saber, it's you can tell it's with the music, and when you hit the blocks just right, it sounds like it's making part of the music yeah. too. So you almost feel like you're conducting music in a way with a game like Beat Saber. Where with O Shape, I never really understood if if the if they were coming on time with the music. So I never really felt like I was a part of the music. The music was just there as part of it. Uh, so I definitely see that with Beat Saber. It's it's much more. And as you get better at Beat Saber, you also just feel like you're becoming one with the music, where Oh, shape doesn't have that element. It's more of a fitness game. It's fun, but it's it's definitely. I don't feel like I'm being entranced into a musical experience in O shape. Where with Beat Saber, I it feels like you're like falling into the music. If that makes any sense to anybody out there, yeah, uh, it's awesome. I have uh, to say, everyone is very friendly from O shape. I realize I didn't <laughs> got to say that. Everyone is so lovely. So I think that's always a nice perk when you know the people that have like built the game are really like approachable and nice uh-huh. i don't know i love that when i get like 
really cute messages from 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 the actual like team I think that's I don't know it, it just it it feels like they're giving you something back I, I think that's yeah. always like a perk <laughs> I I, lo- I love that because like Beat Saber although I love the game I followed one of the big guys uh for a while on Instagram uh Jaroslav Beck and I- I'm sure he's probably a nice guy person but his Instagram just kind of felt like you're looking at like some rich Instagram influencer kind of thing <laughs> I didn't feel like he was approachable at all like I didn't feel like Aww. hey I could probably message this guy and like get involved with the game it just felt like oh here's this guy what he's doing with all my beat saber money that i paid for six song packs and three versions of the game (laughs) oh my god i felt that way when i i messaged them about when i got the quest 2 and i was like oh do i have to rebuy the game and all Uh of the music packs and they were like oh not the music packs just the game and i was like oh god okay (laughs) fine (laughs) but i was just like oh and then so yeah i definitely think it o-shape is the opposite of what you just described as well so like the actual team members like i follow them on instagram and they're so the opposite they're so relatable and just like normal and cute and like Oh, they're just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's always nice to see. It makes it it changes the way you feel about a game for some weird yeah, reason. I uh, think so. I think that's why I find myself like, oh, I'll go into O shape just to just because they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never heard a more compelling reason to get this game. Man, the team making it is so nice. I, I really gotta pick up this game. <laughs> Adam, as a developer, you gotta you gotta think about all this now. You gotta make that nice approachable social media platform that just makes you look like the super nicest guy so that everybody yeah. will want to just go play your game i'll just start putting my kid in all of my photos right there you go <laughs> as a developer <laughs> play my put, game look at my baby <laughs> put, put one as they open the game that like shows you and the baby like first thing like thanks for playing our game <laughs> Let's <laughs> make it approachable. Uh, well, we've, we've talked today about a lot of things, kind of the overarching thing that we've been talking about multiplayer and co-op style stuff. And something that I was curious if you guys thought would be something interesting to see. Would you find any benefit in some of these fitness games having more multiplayer or co-op style elements? Uh, I find that I like that Beat Saber has multiplayer now, finally, but I don't really feel like I'm I'm there with the people like we're playing it side by side. But it's not like we can do anything to each other. We can't interact with each other. We're just kind of playing it in the same room. And and we're so used to games being social, onward, uh, contractors, things we've talked about. Could the fitness industry take note and, like, <clears throat> do something with that with some of their games? I in know my this opinion, is a random question. Yes. In my <laughs> opinion, 100% yes. It, but But it needs to be co-op like you're working with the Mm -hmm. other person the problem with beat saber is that you're working against the other person Mm -hmm. you're hoping they mess up you're hoping that they lose just so that you can do better but i feel like one of the things that could really take fitness games to the next level because if if you've ever been to the gym you're so much more motivated if you go there with somebody you have a friend there that's spotting you that's helping you lift that's pushing you to do these exercises so if there was a fitness game where like oh for example you were doing different fitness activities but you had to keep going. Otherwise, it would make the other person's job harder. Oh. You know? Where like you're not only motivated. It's like, oh, shoot, I can't, I can't stop. Otherwise, I'm going to lose. It's I can't stop. Otherwise, my buddy is going to lose. That oh, would motivate me more than anything else in the yeah, entire world. <laughs> that would make me so – that would guilt trip me so hard. I would be like sweating. I would, yeah. I would be – yeah. That's actually – that would be such a good motivator in a fitness game, definitely. 
You know, That's... maybe I should just edit this out of the podcast so I can go make this game. I was about to say, I was about to say, like, that is a really cool idea. And I think that that should uh, be made because, like, there's this game I talked a little bit about on the podcast, but I don't think you were here, Kaylee. We've been playing this VR fitness app called Supernatural. And okay. there's no multiplayer to it whatsoever, but you follow your friends and you see how many points they're putting up on this. It is like a leaderboard, but it's points of how much exercise they've, they've done that week. And each week it resets. So it's not like you're trying to get the highest score of all time. It almost feels like you're pushing each other together. Like oh. you like each other's workouts. You're like, oh, good job on that. And it it feels like a bit of this co-op element, even though you're not playing together. Like, hey, we're all in this together. We're doing this fitness together and we're having fun. And it's it, but it's also a bit of accountability because it's like, oh, shoot, they did some yesterday. I should probably get on and do some. And I think that that's something that's missing from all of this VR fitness realm. And uh, yeah, Adam, you might want to you might want to like. <laughs> not put this in and go make this <laughs> i feel like this is a huge idea but I, w- I haven't seen anyone trying to accomplish this yet we can get yeah. a really good tagline too you know like turn guilt into weight loss you know? <laughs> <laughs> or or you know utilizing the power of guilt right something like that yeah. burn calories with guilt there we go uh, i got it at the end <laughs> there, there might be a controversial tagline but i, I think it definitely it definitely has a strong point to it uh man oh, i want to have like a guild hall but call it guilt hall <laughs> <laughs> should, should the name just be should the game just be named guilt at this point guilt I, feel like VR. Yeah. I feel like we have a theme going here <laughs> like, don't let your friends down or they, or they die <laughs> oh my gosh well that's a great idea uh i would love to see that see what happens with that and uh let's let's tell us in the comments what you think do you would you play a game like that are we crazy sitting here thinking that this is just our own thing uh i want to do it i want to see what it's like if if you've loved what you've heard here today and you want to get more involved with us than just being in the comments and stuff, we have a Discord server, if you didn't know that. we got a bunch of people on there. We're all there talking with everybody, chatting. There's a meme section, of course, because what Discord sa- server doesn't have a meme section? Join our Discord. Ask us questions that you want answered, and we'll name you as we answer your question on the podcast. And you can also help us influence what future podcasts are going to be about. You can join our Patreon if you want to get really involved, donate directly to the production and the costs of this podcast. And if you're listening, come check out YouTube. And if you're already here with us on YouTube, remember, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere. So if you're like, oh, I missed the episode, I'm just not going to have time this week. You can do it on your commute. You can listen to us in the shower. You can do whatever you want out there. Just add us into your lives. And remember, when it comes to VR, you always have to dive on in. Dive on in. (laughs) 